There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Hi guys, this week is Thanksgiving week. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so true. Happy Thanksgiving and happy Franksgiving. Yes. yes. Thank you, thank you. So this year's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, if you had the chance to pick a float that you would like to see in this year's parade, what would it be? Mm. Mike. Mm. Well, because I feel that this year is the year where a lot of Dominicans are trying to impose their culture, I would get a huge hookah. Ooh. And it would float around, and then you have the hookah smoke and all that stuff in there. Wow. And then like, and then floating would be like bottle service girls right next to it. Mm. And then amazing. just because, yeah, just because Dominicans don't believe in turkey, we'll have a bread need. A bunch of Dominicans like on the float trying to smoke it. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> you know, yeah, fighting each other to smoke the. Hookah. And then a float that would float by to change the yeah. uh, <laughs> the tobacco <laughs> with the tongues. Frank, I'm gonna put it out there. LOL, uh, the logo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like maybe 10, 15 years. Why not? Uh, wait, 10, 15 years. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Sooner, yeah. right? Sooner, uh, sooner, sooner. Okay. All right. I'm. I want to see a Juan Bago float. I. Okay. Yeah. With the Here beard. With the beard. With the beard. With the yeah. Beard. Uh, it might get caught up in something. True. Well, it worked because he's he's full of hot air. Oh. Oh. Hey, 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 hey! You I turn. like that. Uh, uh a Trump float. Oh, I, want, but I, want, I, want, I, want, I want a bunch of people to have needles and we can all deflate it at the same time and shit. That's like on some voodoo so shit. So all you'll see is like an orange puddle. The Latinos Out Loud No whammies, no whammies. Yo, Papa. What up? Hi. Yup, this is the right place. Don't go anywhere. What you think this is, fellas? Where we at? Do we get multiple choice? Um, you want multiple choice? Fine. Okay. A. We're at a supermarket. Okay. Mm. B. Well, Mike did bring uh, like beer and shit. So. <laughs> I'm on a keto diet, so I did not bring any beer, right? All right. B. We're speed dating. Oh, that's awkward. Or C. The Latinos Out Loud podcast. 
It's between B and C, but I'm going to go with C. Yeah, the Latinos yeah. Podcast. Sounds, it feels good. That's yeah. I see you. That's right. You know ding, ding, ding. Uh, it's the Latinos Podcast. This yeah. is season four, episode 11. Woo. Good number there, 11, I'm yeah, telling you. Of course. Yeah. Um, here we are, and, uh, you know, we are in a great mood. Mm. A lot of good things have been happening, but you know what? A lot of good reviews have been coming in. Oh, yeah. And we are thankful Okay, to all of yous. Mm -hmm. We would like all to see more. All of yous. Yeah. All of yous. Hey, you know who you are. Hey. We're thankful, all right? All of yous <laughs> who's been sending the reviews. <laughs> Keep them coming, all right? Yeah. Tell your sister Antonella to send us some more. No, but seriously, you guys, <laughs> please. <laughs> Rachel, got Rachel all. was slick. Yeah. She's like, oh, I got none. Let me just transition no, to no, no. talking straight to the audience. Listen, guys. <laughs> listen. I, we want to hear from you more. Email us your thoughts on the show. We are Latinos Out Loud at gmail.com. Don't be shy. Don't be scared. Yeah. We respond right away. Right, Mike? The emails go we to do. both Mike and my and one of our interns' phones. Yeah. Um, hit us up on Facebook. You'll see, like, on Facebook it says, usually responds in uh, right away. Wow. Okay? We respond right away. Ooh. Hit us up on Instagram. Slide in the DM. Not like that. You know, yeah. I, I know that it has that sexual connotation, but slide in the DM slide to talk to it, us. Girl. And we'll respond to you. Yeah. What do you want to hear more of? What guests do you want us to interview? Mm -hmm. By the way, soon I'm going to be able to answer your questions. So if you need advice, hit us up on social media no matter what. And Bago will give you advice. It may not be the, might be the best advice, but I'm going to give you some advice. Sweet. You know what I mean? That's really and sweet. And also, like, you know, I think it was last week you read uh, one of the reviews and we get emotional. So if you put a comment or you rate us on, on any of the platforms, we will read it out. Yeah, Rachel we'll got emotional. Her makeup got all, you know, like her eye eyeliner was just all messed up. Yeah, now I, I wear know. waterproof mascara to yeah. the show. Yes. So we're good. Of we're course. Good. Well, how are you, fellas? I'm good. How are you doing? How are, I, you, how are you feeling? I am effing tired, but I am effing fantastic. Woo! Comedy derailed was Wait, time a out. success. Time out, time out. Why do you always call time out? This is not sports. <laughs> well, you just interrupt, but I'm telling I you time interrupt. out. I interrupt. What are you talking no, about? Usually. She's I, at the top of If her... you're going to talk about the comedy derail, I have an intro because every time there's a Room 28 or a comedy derail, it's a segment. So I would like to play the intro to your recap. Whatever you want, Mike. Go ahead. Oh, I don't know what he's about snap. to play. All right, everyone. It's time for Rachel's brief, thorough, short, in-depth, humble, braggadocious, exclusive, inclusive, personal recap. Wow. Here we go. Hey. Now there's, you Mike, know. Wow. you know, um, wow. Anthony Palmini, I just want to let you know, I really considered you a friend. <laughs> For a long time, like a dear friend, too. And um, I, I cared about you a lot. I don't know if I can say that anymore. Because you sign Already. on. Like, why do people sign on to your bullshit? I don't understand. Hey, is, if there's any lies in that intro, you let me know. We'll omit it out. Yeah, I'm not braggadocious. What? Talk Continue. to me. Continue. Let's That's, hear your recap. Yo, please. Those lives, those lives on Instagram were like, for real. You need to let me know. I wasn't there, but let me know. All right. So check it. This weekend, for those of you that don't know, stop looking at me like that, Mike. <laughs> those of you that don't know, this uh, past Saturday was the Comedy Derailed, a hilarious variety show run. Mm -hmm. Two shows, one night, 13 female comedians. Wow. 
it was huge. I'm not being braggadocious. It was actually a really important and spectacular moment for us women. I hope you guys can understand that. That live was going live. Yo, we... I, I love how Frank couldn't make it, but he's all on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I was, was, I was like, driving and I was looking at the live the whole time. That's safe. That's really at the safe, IG Frank. Live I made the after party. Frank is the best because he comes to the after party. He's not the show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Frank, yeah, Frank just... quizzes a bunch of people. Yo, you went to the show? Yo, give me like a real quick recap. So when Boko comes to me, I know exactly what to say. No, I saw the lives, honestly. I saw the lives where people were putting the lives and yo... Yeah. I saw the dudes. I saw guys taking off their shirts. Okay, wait. We'll get there, Frank. You always okay, do sorry. this. Big picture. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You always do this. Sorry, sorry. All right, look. Okay, let me just kick things off by saying what Comedy Derailed means because I think I throw people off with that name. So here in New York City, there are several genres and formats of comedy, right? There's sketch comedy. There's stand-up. There's improv. There's musical improv. There's so many different genres. Here's whatever Mike does when he's on stage. Um, is that but, comedy? I don't know. I don't know what that is, actually. But it's something. I think it's before. So anyway, um, you know, there's so many different like styles of comedy. And I feel like sometimes because there's the Upright Citizens Brigade, there's the People's Improv Theater, there's the Magnet, there's your Instagram girls, like everybody sort of stays on their own comedy train. And, you know, they, they, they rarely look at other tracks. Mm-hmm. And so what I wanted to do with this show is derail comedy okay. and have everybody operate on the same track. Interesting. All mm. under the guise of being female. Mm. Because we are a very underrepresented, underserved voice in comedy mm-hmm. across the board, across the country, across the world. Facts. So I want to kind of do my thing or do something as best as I could to raise the volume of the female voice in comedy. And that is what comedy derailed is in a nutshell. Okay. Am I Thank the only you. one applauding in the studio? Thank Got you. It. Yeah, you awesome. were the only one applauding at the first show. You want to talk about that yeah. because uh, you and Mike, you and show Mike, the videotape. I was cheering. Oh, we're gonna take it to the tape. Yeah. We sure are. ESPN. I was very sorry. Close. I didn't take off my clothes. And I, I would have liked. I, so I think you always. What you wanted? Well, you're... we were in show one and show two. We saw some of the live. Yeah. And what did you have? Got rowdy. There were guys on what, uh, taking what, off their shirts. Did you have like firefighters that have a 2019 calendar? They need to show off a preview. No. I told the bartenders to sprinkle cocaine in everybody's drink. Wow. That's really what was the that secret. Yeah. I don't know. The second show was honestly nothing I've ever experienced. And now I've been doing for sketch comedy, what, for six years? Yeah. Never in my life have I seen. I mean, shout out to Z-Way Fumudo, mm. who had a... Um, a stand-up set that was very atypical stand-up. She had, I don't want to ruin it for people that may see her perform, but Mm. she had a PowerPoint of a song about where Melania Trump shops across the world and yelled at people at the top of her lungs to sing the song. And the first time around, people started singing it, but then she really got loud and in your face, and she had every fucking person singing the song. And then she would say, it's not good enough, and she would bring it back. And people either hated her, or they got into it and loved it. Most people loved it. And she did that shit three, four times in each show. The second show, there were men removing articles of clothing and throwing them on stage. Shout out to Alessio. <laughs> Alessio, Kelvin. Always has his abs ready to be shown in public. And he had baby oil on it too. Like I don't know how you get prepared for that. Yeah, honestly, and he had tassels on his nipples. Yeah, like, did, did you yeah. know you were and gonna he was get in the first, He was in the first show too. Yeah, and he, he had he kept his sweater on. Yeah, he was he very did. like conservative. That second yeah. show, he was got lit. Loose. All right, so back to show. Well, that second show was fire. And yeah. and what that does, and you guys know this as performers, what that does mm. to us as performers, we turned it up as high as the dial could go. No. The girls were backstage. 
stage and so there was a huge screen that covers or encompasses the whole stage so when Z-Way was doing her thing we crawled underneath the screen Wow! so we were like chanting and, and banging our hands on the stage Ooh, for her nice. because we wanted to see what was going on right. um, I mean Z-Way did her thing shout out to all the ladies I mean it was just really really remarkable yeah that shot of you supporting her underneath the stage showed like the camaraderie that you know what I mean like yeah, it's like that you can only get with you know 13 women like comedy show you know wow, what I mean like absolutely. just like everybody kind of on the same page speaking, speaking of the 13 women I just have to shout out everybody shout out to Maureen Toomey shout out to Olivia Vessel Ariana Rodriguez Z-Way Famudo McKenna Cox it's a lot of them go ahead Nanny Mendez Haley Raphael Sarah and Houghton Kat Lazo Joanna Hausman who unfortunately couldn't be there but that was for unforeseen circumstances she still supported us from afar shout out to Alana J and of course Miss Yaya who was scantily clad the last sketch which son. actually leads me to my wow. question to you guys okay. as audience members um <clears throat> so the thing about this comedy derailed show and it being so female oriented is that we're writing the scripts and we're dictating when we get naked when we show teta when we you know get raunchy mm -hmm. as opposed to a man writing a script and telling us or directing us mm -hmm. so from my perspective we were liberated we were empowered we were like you want teta toma Dang. you know mm -hmm. but how was it from the audience's perspective being a man well Dang. like i said i was really close um so there's a there, first of all there was a sketch where they're like uh some of the women characters had like fake pubic hair really? <laughs> and it was like very a lot of pubic hair coming wow. out of that exaggerated and so i think exaggerated fake yeah um oh, and i think i got a couple that hit me uh <laughs> but i mean i think all the the nudity it wasn't um gratuitous it was all in 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 it was all um it was all part of the sketch uh it was organic to the sketch um, although Yaya's just came out of nowhere. I didn't expect Yaya, but uh, Yo, I appreciated it. I appreciated BT it. BT dubs, those are Room 28 wigs. So one of you guys might be wearing a wig that hey. was used as pubic hey. hair. Wow. Hello. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Out of all the shows, I missed this one, huh? Yeah. Mike, how about you? Well, it's a little uncomfortable because I'm with Sophie. And so mm -hmm. it's like I'm trying to be all into it. And then there's like this stuff going on. So it, it kind of made me feel... You were blood. Were you blushing? I was blushing. You were. Like, I mean, I'm I'm with Sophie, so I'm trying to respect it. But so if Sophie wasn't there, would you be like, whoa? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably be taking off my shirt. Oh damn! I'm glad uh, Sophie was there I, then. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's great. No, it was, it was. Wait, who put the pubic hair wig on, on Mike's chest? Ew! Put your shirt back on. The lights are gonna go on. The music's gonna stop. By the way, Ariana is she getting typecast as like the dude in yes. every yes. show? She's always the dude. She's a good. Dude. She, 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 played a dude. she played a great dude playing a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> and like the moves. She uh, played two dudes in this show. Yeah. Yo, it's great outfits too. I would have dressed like that as a dude. Mm. So it's good. Shout out to Dollar Tree for those fake mustaches. Dollar Tree. That was only a dollar. Those mustaches yeah. that she was wearing. And Rachel, I loved that? personally with you. I loved the, the character you had of kind of like a Jewish. Oh, the rabbi? Yeah, the Jewish rabbi. And you had a. You had some really great one-liners in that one. Oh, it's just so... Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. Um, I, I punched up that sketch. I didn't yeah. write it, but uh, shout out to Haley Raphael who wrote it. I punched it up because I have so many Jewish uncles, even my Jewish father. Like, they're known, there's like Jewish humor. There is such a thing. And yeah. like, it's those one-liners. It's the, oh, there was so much traffic. I wish Moses would have parted Third Avenue. <laughs> that Uber ride was longer than the Torah. You know, like that's just Jewish humor yeah. um, that I get and I understand I love. Yeah. yeah, the way you performed it, like I, I feel like, 
like I know it's written, but it seems like Rachel's like doing it off the cuff because it's <laughs> rapid, yeah, fire, rapid yeah. fire, rapid yeah. fire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like playing a Jewish character. It's my first time. It was. I had a great time. I loved playing the psychic. I got really physical by playing a psychic, mm-hmm. um, a fake psychic. And I felt it the next day. Um, I couldn't wipe my ass. Like, oh, my damn. back hurt so much that I had <laughs> yeah. to call leg. I'm like, I can't twist. Yeah, right. I you, swear on my life. You were doing, like, nasty. Matrix dance moves where you had to, like, put your whole back all the way to the end of, to the floor almost. It was you know when that adrenaline is going? Like, I realized the next day I did things that I probably shouldn't have. Like, mm-hmm. the triad theater is pretty old and, you know, who knows? There's a lot of dust. I don't know how well they clean it. I, I licked the wall. Shout out to triad um, You know, you I was... the wall? Yeah, I was doing some just crazy oh, shit as this. Wow very eccentric fake psychic on the stage interesting but thank you guys for coming and thank you to everyone out there who's supporting this um i'm really not sure where we're going with this but it feels so special that it's it's become a passion project so who knows our next show is going to be february 9th at the triad theater so follow us um on facebook at herlarious h-e-r-larious and on instagram at comedy derailed Nice. I, uh, are you going to get another email address? I already did. Nice. So you got like 13 emails. Bago knows I'm addicted to Gmails. I so have. If you so... get a random derailed email, it's probably by accident. <laughs> yeah. Because Rachel will do that. She'll like reply <laughs> in four different emails. And I'm like, and that's why she's like, you need to get this. I'm like, no, 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 chill. I'm good with my It's because on a Mac, I use the Mac mail. And so you have to like select the inbox oh that you want to send an email from. So sometimes he gets an email from Donovan Joseph Muniz oh. at yeah. gmail.com. You're like, Yes, I'll be there. I'm like, Donovan, wait, what? <laughs> yes, I have emails for my kids. So I um, I, saw I had a learning lesson. I'm looking out for them. Uh, I, I have a learning lesson because of your show. What's that? Because I, I trolled you because I didn't want you to know that I was coming. I was going to buy my tickets. Oh. So I had an AKA. And mm. so when I show up to the theater and I'm thinking, I didn't know the system. I thought maybe I was just going to show the barcode and everything. And, she, and I was like, do I have a barcode? Do I have to show a barcode? She's like, no, what's the name? And I'm like the name Michael Diaz and she's like I'm sorry there's no Michael Diaz and mind you there's a line behind me waiting to go in and then I'm like oh shit um what'd you register as tell everybody I registered as culo sucio so I'm literally that's saying that's what you get culo sucio and I'm thinking I'm having a one on one conversation no everybody behind me is cracking up like oh my god I'm like culo sucio reservation then, for two yeah. under a culo sucio <laughs> yeah you can't even like you can't even pretend it's another word like Kulo Sukio, like yeah. and you can be the Kulo. whitest of white. Like she was a white girl checking everybody in. She knows what Kulo Sucio is. No, she knew. Okay. <laughs> so I was just praying there was no raffle that I'd win, and someone would be like, "Uh, we got two tickets for Kulo Sucio." Uh, yeah, yeah, that's me over here. Rachel would have been the one to like announce it. Though. Imagine pulling the name out of a hat. What is that music playing? What? Is that? Wow, that was like a fart sound. I don't, I don't know, know, but uh, you know, it's just I feel so good right now. I really do. I'm still on a like a performer slash producer slash director slash writer that was braggadocious see that part was braggadocious that's why the intro the the intro you cannot deny you're you probably hit you a little bit like wait a minute but that intro is perfect listen to it when you listen to the podcast it's perfect oh you're you and anthony you're just so good at intros segment intros you're just we're we're gonna start a business (sighs) give me a break segment intros (laughs) So right. I, uh, unfortunately, Frank, you got to go to the after party. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't able to go to the after party, Rachel. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I actually was able to attend SNL that night with Steve Carell. Very nice. Uh, and I have a lot of respect for SNL. I know you went twice, Rachel. I have. 
Uh, I have so much respect for the show because of the setup and everything's live. It just even the, the people that are setting up the props and all the cameras and everything, there's just a lot of pressure, especially the cold opening. Like, everybody has their attention on that first person, which is why I heard sometimes first-year first um, performers don't do cold opening because it's oh, too much pressure. Because the nerves? Yeah. I was, uh, Kate McKinnon is there, and then everybody's uh, just watching yeah. her. And it's like, you know, she's all loose, and she's bugging out and everything, but it's like, it's a lot of nerves. Wow. Are, are the, some of the sketches, like, funnier in person? That Did you... Did you... Did you see that? You know, sometimes on TV, you're like, oh, maybe it's, it's not well, coming it's, off. It's, but in person, is it like fun, everything's funnier? I, I don't know. Rachel, I don't know about I agree you. with that. Yeah. No, uh, I think because you're... So first of all, you get warmed up, right? Did somebody come yeah, out Michael and warm... Yeah, Michael came up and then Keenan Thompson did a singing piece. Yeah. With three girls singing and everything, which is pretty so cool. They, were, they know what they're doing. They're warming up the audience, so we start laughing already. Yeah. I did laugh at every single sketch each time I went. I did, but uh, the volume is a little lower. It you, is. So, so sometimes yeah. you may not pick up like... The little jokes. Well, you're also losing your hearing a little bit. You know, oh, your age, oh, your oh. Age. oh! Oh my God, was that a banjo? Yeah, it was a banjo. Uh, yes, I am. I am Jamie. Absolutely. But anyways, I have a bone. To, I have a bone to pick because I know Frank. You worked in the uh, restaurant business, right? And Rachel, you're an expert just because you end up having a situation every time you go to the. Thanks, restaurant. Mike. Thank you. Um, but I went to the after party. And we were sitting down. I was with Oz, um, Sophie, and uh, Marissa, and her friend. And uh, as soon as we sit down, we sit in there. No menus. The the waiter comes in. He's like, are you guys going to have something to eat? Oh, like man. filet mignon, some like lobster. What's up, man? What you going to order? And we're all looking at it. And we're like, what's up? Like, can we get a menu at least? Like, can we get some water? But... Throughout the night, he was just being super aggressive. Yeah. Like, we weren't even able wow. to finish our food. And he came in and said, are you done with that? And wow. we was just like, I, he didn't have a sense of awareness. Yeah. So I would ask you guys if you guys had any experience like that. Because for me, it was the first time that I dealt with in a very aggressive uh, waiter. Interesting. I well, dealt with aggressive um, bathroom attendants where they're just like, yo, you finished pissing, yo? <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh, you want to grab more mints? How much mints you going to have, dude? Yo. <laughs> And how much those cost? Yo, people waiting for the star, bro. Let's go. Flush. Right. You know, I paid for that cologne. You can leave me a dollar. Yeah, it's Aqua Velva, but it still costs money. You know that ain't free, right? <laughs> it's designers and pastas, so what? I Richie, still have you've to never pay. dealt with an aggressive waiter? I, 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 I feel like it, throughout the time, you must have dealt with one. I, You guys, I'm the aggressive patron, so yeah. there's right, right. no... Sorry, I'm yeah. out. I feel like the the um, what do you call it the the the, um, the guys who pick up the dishes the bus, the bus, the bus boys? boys are aggressive because they don't speak they just take your shit like you know yeah. you're like talking in the middle of conversation you're like yo where did my fucking steak go like I was I still didn't finish I was like I had half of it I left. hate that yeah. yeah and so I don't like those I don't like those silent assassins I I, I need oh, is that what they're called I'd rather be like yo you done with your shit I'd be like no I'm not thank you okay all right so that's a, there's a silver lining behind that I don't play with waiters man. Waiters, yo. Frank is right. I worked in the restaurant industry. Here we go. Here comes the story I'm about being, spitting yo, on Yo, you food. know, they spitting your shit. Ew. Yeah. Have, you ever spit? Have you ever spit on somebody? I shit? never did, but I know waiters that when people mess with them, they really put it on the patrons. That is really bad. I'm being straight up, especially in New York. 
Oh, New York is known for that? <sighs> Yo, you could get, you know, people get a little Has burned. anybody ever done that to, like, someone just because they felt like it? Because I always hear, like, they do it to people that, that are shitty with them. Listen, but I, are they just I, like, I, Yo, I'll be honest I'm just going to fucking put this I did it when I was a kid. I did it in Burger King. Rachel, time. come on. You've, you, Rachel, you've tasted spit on your, some of your food. Well, how am I going to know what the spit is? What? What if it was just gravy so or extra juicy? I think the time that we were in Miami, you got th- that next burger you got had a nice little extra glistening on it. And you were like, yeah. And You're making me gag. Can we move on? Yeah. I'm going to throw up. I think it's time for some uh, bachicha bites. Yeah. I've been waiting all day. Ay. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Bochicha bites. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Bochicha bites. What's up, everybody? Hey, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. You. How y'all doing? Um, I look forward to the pachincha bites. Oh, Me you. too. I really do. You got your energy up today? Yeah. Okay. I was pretty good last week. We, yeah, last week we were yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about of course. Mike's. Yeah. I mean, hello. I ran the marathon. So uh, I swear to God, every episode. Hey. Every episode. That's you want to just fault, have. I, I gave him the opening you to did, mention man. the marathon. You want to have a marathon segment every I'm episode? I'm the marathon again. Like Here we weeks. go. I'm going to start a trend. I'm going to start traveling around the country and not train and run the marathon. Great. Can you stop running your <laughs> mouth? Jamie, can we hear the bites? Go troll them all. Okay. 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 <laughs> First bite, guys. Um, a Sydney, Australia teenager started a website to auction off her virginity to the highest bidder. Wow. Um, she says she hopes to raise at least $100,000 to help her parents pay off their mortgage. Oh, wow. So this is actually, she's actually doing a good deed. That's like sweet and slutty at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to do a bad deed, but it's for a good deed. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, Look, it's a Jamie pun. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> she said she had uh, already received two bids, okay? One for 1,000. I, like I like this guy going as low as you can go. Uh, and then one for 10000 But she's like, that's not my girl amount. I'm helping for 100000 At least she's being honest. Yeah. yeah but, she... like, is she going to let somebody hit it raw or a condom? Because that's, is like, there a that's... difference? I mean, that's negotiation. Uh, I yeah, would... Right? I don't think she knows. She probably is not well-versed in, like, the specifics of sex. So she's just like, I'll give it away. I'll, if it's I'll... raw, maybe she charges a little bit extra. That's what I'm saying. Okay, right. Damn. Now I'm starting to think, I wish I could have sold my virginity. Uh, wait, Would you mean... somebody have bought it? <laughs> I mean, why not? It's worth something, right? There's I know girls uptown that gave it up for uh, for a green card. So. Or fucking braces. Wow. Uh, <laughs> no, a, promo- I was just a promoter Yo, dental, told me. Dental, dental, dental uh, bills Yo, are a promoter told me that they that some girls sold their uh, virginity for a hookah on unlim- uh, unlimited. Oh wow. God, what yeah. a hooker for a hookah. <laughs> I think, I mean, she's doing it for her parents. I think, um, <laughs> she's doing it for her parents. I think that the, the parents should like do it, you know, they should, they should pimp out their bodies first, you know, see if any takers, you know, maybe the father's still in good shape. Maybe wow. he can be kind of a gigolo. <laughs> wow. Maybe if the mom, you know, because I think your, your 18 year old daughter, like, why are you going to, why are you going to let her wow. sacrifice yeah, for crazy. your fuck up? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, wow. For your mortgage. Wow. Yeah, All right. True. So parents step up. Don't let your daughter. Don't let your daughter give it away for free. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Next bite. Man, a man's runny nose uh, actually turned out to be leaky brain fluid. Wow. Oh, that happens a lot. Um, it's a common thing, right? This happened what? last Thanksgiving. Last Thanksgiving, a North Carolina man said he ruined Thanksgiving for his family last year when fluid reportedly seeped out of his nose and into the holiday what dinner. The f- um, wow. So 
Yeah, this is year... coke related or this is just normal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I mean I think this is like a good advertisement to get your flu shot because <laughs> if you can get a cold where like brain comes out of your fucking nose, then stick a needle in me like somewhere. Oh, like I do not want to be like, oh guys, sorry, the Turk the stuffing has a little bit of uh, my 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 mind. My mind is playing tricks on me. I don't know. How about the, uh, all those kids with like you know sucking the the. The boogers and all that. That kind of gives me that. Well, that's why there's a kid's table. You give them, yes. Yeah, Frank, I get them their own table. They eat their own boogers and shit. <laughs> Frank was sitting with them, right? Apparently you... Uh... <laughs> Yo, what about the boogers? And our boogers. Have you ever found anything that disgusting in your Thanksgiving dinner? Me Just, probably roaches when I back in the day be like no Whoa. no depending on whose house I was back in the day roaches were everywhere right oh god so like you'd be like yo is this uh, raisins no it's fucking <laughs> it's fucking roaches although I hate raisins too so I probably would have gagged either way Ew. wow yo Ew. yo yeah, I think maybe if it's flan though but if it's good flan you flick it out and eat it anyway. <laughs> There's certain dishes yeah. like flan, you gotta respect the flan, yo. You just can't. wipe the flan a little yeah, with a napkin, yeah. keep yeah. it moving. It's fine, you know. That's fine. Uh, no, I, I think the worst is my grandma's hair. Like she cooked Ew. the turkey, it would be like you see a gray hair, and you're like, her oh, head, okay. the hair in her head. Oh, I mean, I hope so. That would be, I don't think my grandma cooks turkey naked. So. <laughs> this episode is going to make me vomit. I'm I'm really feeling gaggy. This is disgusting. This next bite is not going to help. This last bite. Um, oh, great. A New Orleans man uh, found himself in police custody after threatening to blow up a is restaurant. Is that your news reporter <laughs> voice? <laughs> That's my or ABC News. That's my Ernie Anastas. Uh, <laughs> um... He, he he threatened to blow up a restaurant bathroom. However, the 30-year-old claims he wasn't talking about actual bombs, but instead his bowel movement, right? Oh, shit. Now, some of the... His exact threat was was, was posted, and I'm going to... I'm gonna reenact it. You tell me if you All think right. this is like oh, him. Good. So, so how yeah. about this? We'll, we'll like reenact it right now. We're in the restaurant. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. Ling, 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 ling. Um, it, excuse me. Um, Rachel, I think we're gonna have to get this guy out of here at the restaurant. He's Sir, been... can I help you? Y'all about to close right now? Cause yes, we are. Well, cause I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a bomb and blow this place up. Oh man. Oh God. Yeah, Willie's Chicken Shack. I'm gonna blow this place up on Canal Street. Okay. All well, right. We're, we're, we are very aware where we live at right now. I'm so. going to get a bomb and I'm going to put it under the middle table of the restaurant closest to the front door. Girl, fuck you, Mama Weber. <laughs> Body cold Mama Pinga. So to me, that sounds like he uh, he was talking about a real bomb. There's yeah. nothing. Why are you going to leave a specific shit underneath the middle? That's very specific. I'm going to shit in the middle table of the restaurant. Oh, so he to tried the... to play uh, He tried to play it. No, it, I think it was a real bomb threat. And then afterwards, he was like, no, I meant shit. Cause I mean, look, you're in a chicken shack. I mean, that's a, that makes sense. Maybe you have to drop Anytime a bomb. Anytime I have chicken, maybe you have to drop a bomb in the bathroom. Mike right. Drop, Mike has, Mike well, dropped Mike, plenty. Yeah, Mike would know. <laughs> Frank, really, dude? Come on, man. Mike has dropped plenty of bombs. Rachel in the bathroom. just finished saying she doesn't want to gag after after hearing. Mike likes to no, christen. but you be yeah, you be dropping deuce too. Okay, well, like, he, he likes to christen. Like plays a pigeon. Jamie, 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 don't, do Jamie, don't you dare Jamie, do it. You can say all you want. Yeah, you've clogged my bathroom three oh. times. Three times. Oh. Got him. <laughs> Three times, Jamie. Check it though. I have explanations for that. All right? Oh, explanations. Obviously, because it's plural. Because I I use a lot of toilet paper, right? Because in my my toilet is like extra strength 
it can withhold any type of paper. Like I can. You put, have a strong flush. I have a strong flush. Yeah, you in, do. In my home, I've used his bathroom before. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I could put like a blanket in there and shit, and like, it'll flush. Uh, but you know. Every other that toilet. Works. Every that other works. That works. If it was only one time, you've done it three times. So how are you gonna explain? You're not I'm just. Gonna, I need you're not to know. I. I. Think and the, the third time was the worst because he opens the door and water starts running out. Oh the my god! You flooded the. Up. I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, I don't destroy the toilet. When that happens, it's actually this is gross to talk about. <laughs> when I do it, it's kind of like a baby kind of number two, right? But I'm paranoid, so I'm like, I gotta get. I got to get clean. I got to get clean. I don't want to walk around with whatever. And then it just becomes fucking, you know, waterworks after that. And I do that wow. a lot in hotels. You know, I, I, I got to apologize to a lot of hotels in the past. Oh, my God. That I've clogged. Your Airbnb um, account must be repaired. Wow. It's the charge. This, was this, was, uh, this happened a lot when I was younger in my youth. And now I think I'm more mature and I use the right amount of toilet paper. I never knew you were a super wiper. I was no, you yeah. if you eavesdrop, you hear that's the toilet paper rolling, and he continues to go and go and go. I'm like, stop! No, but if I'm in your bathroom for a long period of time, you know I'm trying to fix that clock toilet. Oh like, Yo, Jamie. my god, Jamie, you okay in there? Yeah, uh, and I put I put the sink on, I put the, the faucet on. I'm like, yeah, I'm just I'm washing my hands. He's playing the Bluetooth speaker, yeah. playing some of his music. You should just keep a snake in your bathroom if Jamie's coming over. <laughs> I'm and have, and like, a super plunger. Does DJ still use his uh, a little toilet? Yes. I'm gonna probably. Oh, he does. Okay, but I'm gonna take it. As soon as he graduates comes, to the big potty, Jamie I'll give you that one. Jamie Kaduki in the little in the little one. There just you for go. You, bro. Okay. That's it. All right. All right. Well, that Thanks. was great. Thank you so much. Thanks, and we Jamie. exposed a lot of our personal information to our listeners. Yeah. Gross. So. I think it's time now for some fake news. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spiracy News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. Hey, Frank. Happy Thanksgiving. Frank, Frank, Frank. Yo, you know this? I could already picture a Thanksgiving. He's basically telling you, like, scaring you about all the food and stuff. Yo, you know what they do to turkeys, yo? <laughs> you know how they really, they be killing turkeys and shit? No, no. But, but yo, hold on. Those are not turkeys. They found out, they did research, that that is not really a turkey, but a chicken with a lot of steroids. You know why they call it stuffing, right? Yeah, because Christopher Columbus, he used to stuff live people. And so they named it after him. Yo, that's a hologram of, that's a hologram of a, of a coconut cake, you know? <laughs> You know, there was no such thing as pilgrims, right? Yo, that's not pumpkin pie, yo. That's not pumpkin pie. You know the Nina, the, the and Santa the, Maria? The, the pinga. He's like the Mima, the Pinga, and uh... That's not real, yo. Those were actually real women, yo. And they're the ones who discovered America, yo. Yo, those weren't boats. Those were submarines. And yeah, advanced technology, yo. Because oh the aliens God. spoke to Christopher Columbus. And like, yo, they shared that technology with him. Right, Frank, Do you want to get to your segment, Frank? Or should we keep going? Uh, folks, obviously, we were, I was sitting around. I was sitting around everybody. Like, I, I lasted like an hour with Jamie before I saw Mike. And after Mike, I lasted like another 45 minutes with Mike. And I spoke to him. And obviously, I spoke to Rachel alone for like 30 minutes. So 
they're kind of letting out everything that I spoke to them about earlier today. Mm, yes. We spoke about a lot of different things. We but anyhow. We like to play around, Frank. Frank. I, yeah. I think you're trying to pitch your own podcast right now. Is I that see that. Is? I think you should call it Let's got? Be Frank. <laughs> Rachel Lowersmith. It came hey, out. Hey, Frank's for listening. Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> You got a piece of that. You got a piece of that money for that. Jamie. I would like to executive produce, if I may. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Yo, my first guest is Jerry. Jerry, what's up? Yo, yeah, this is me, Jerry. I'm Jerry. Anyway, <sighs> folks, my segment for today is about predictive programming. I want you to keep this word in perspective. Predictive programming. All right. Okay. All right. You hear this. Digitally speaking to a lost one, all right? The possibility of digitally interacting with someone beyond the grave is no longer the stuff of science fiction. The technology to create convincing digital surrogates of the dead is here, and it's rapidly evolving, with researchers predicting its mainstream viability within a decade. Mm. But hey, but what about the ethics or the privacy of the deceased? Mm. That's interesting. Of course. Yeah, you do have to let, I mean, at some point, they have to rest in peace, don't they? I agree with you. But speaking with a loved one evokes a very powerful emotion and response. All right? The ability to do so in the wake of their death will inevitably attract a human process of grieving in ways that we only are beginning to explore. All right? Mm. And that's interesting because... Um, I had an episode a few years ago. My father was, has been deceased like 25 years and I never had a dream of him. And a few years ago I had a dream and I only heard his voice Mm. and I haven't heard his voice in 25 years. And it evoked a very, very powerful emotion within me. All right. Mm. So this thing is to be taken very seriously. Okay. And I listen to this. All right. In the past, year neuroscientists and philosophers philosophers have been speculating about the potential of let's say building a digital duplicate of let's say your grandmother mm. right and this copy could exist in a kind of virtual Ulysseum able to skype into like thanksgiving a, a virtu- dinner a virtual what a, a virtual Ulysseum. you know that's a virtual and Ulysseum. you know like your grandmother would be able to skype into your thanksgiving dinners long after her death oh wow but my grandma is racist so she would be really really crazy with that so i don't know if i want to use and that you could say hi yeah, to my her my grandmother was mad loud she'd be like coño que tu haces por ahí grandma but you're dead why are you talking to me like that <laughs> but this is, you know what? We can't even think like this because think th- think about this. 50 to 60 years from now, millennials will have reached a point in their lives where they would have, each will have at least collected 1 trillion gigabytes of data, which is just oh what goodness. is needed to create wow. a digital version of yourself. Wow. All right. So, Frank, I have a question for you. Um, I had this girl I used to date and she ghosted me. Right. Um, <laughs> will I be able to kind of like use that technology and pretend I'm still going on, going out with her? No offense, Sophie. All right. Funny you ask that. There's a show called Black Mirror. Yes. It, came, on, it was on uh, it, it was on uh, Netflix. I, I don't know. It? I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. But this episode came out in 2013. It's called Beat Right Back. In this show, uh, a widow uses a service to collect her dead partner's digital footprint. OK, she collected his de- his emails, his text messages, his photos and his audio recordings to reconstruct him into a chat box and she would interact with him. Wow. Mm. Yep. 
And then in the movie Minority Report with Tom Cruise, his son goes missing and his son is not around and he has visual images of his son and he actually interacts with his visual son and he that's gets over okay. his grieving period. That's dangerous though because I know some guys are mad thirsty and if they got money, they're going to like use that technology to like interact with some of the girls they be stalking on Instagram. Damn. <laughs> so I, yeah, you could have like an interactive uh, like yeah. a reality with like porn stars and, and IG models and oh IG my people. God. I think, yeah, but then if you're just talking to an IG model, you're like, no. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. This 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 is enough. Um, I think if it's when it comes to but if if millennials have the power to do this, I yeah. think they're still just gonna elect to um to just text the family members. I Damn, think they, you think nobody still text likes them? to call. Yeah, millennials Damn, don't like to talk sad. to people. They don't want to talk true. to people, so it's gonna be like, oh yo, my dead grandma's texting me. She, like, oh, she, wants, she wants to she wants to talk, but like I'm busy. Like I'm just gonna tell her, yo, well, you know, whatever. Like I'll I'll, I'll see you when I go to the cemetery next week. Just... Not now, <laughs> Grandma. BRB. That's fucking crazy, though. Wow. If you really really love somebody and like want to talk to them, like a significant other or right. something, then I guess I don't know. Imagine getting that good good morning text every day from like someone you love that used to give it to you, and then the computer kind of knows that it's you know. That's weird. That That's is weird. weird. That's weird. That's right. weird. It's what just, about like, and you know, crazy old ladies are gonna be like, they're gonna want to talk to their pets. Yeah. Hey, where's the, where's my, uh, Wiggles? Uh, you keep Apollo around. I don't want to keep him around. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, goodbye. <laughs> Good riddance. Fucking, I hope the anxiety dies with him because my wow. dog has just anxiety. It's crazy. Wow, Frank. He's so, a sugar and he drives me nuts. So, so let's get this straight here. You're, 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 you're doing your character, I guess. I am. I'm very Jewish this episode. So wait, Thanks Frank, to the show. You gave us all that information, but you still want us to hold on to predictive programming. In our brains, right for a future, <laughs> for a future show. Yes, future I'm going more. to touch on that specific program called predictive programming. Um, it's been done in the future, and it's, it's not so happened. No, it's not a it's not a, a new technology. It's been being done on on human beings for a long time. How about that? A cliffhanger for our listeners, right? Like so, that. can we do um, that in other segments? Can I know. Be- I like that. <laughs> Look at list. She'll be like, "Yo, I'm gonna do a list one day." Um, <laughs> My, you know, my favorite. My favorite five desserts yeah. in three weeks. <laughs> stay, stay tuned. Oh, well, thank you so much. You're Frank. welcome. Thanks, You're welcome, Frank. Guys. You're welcome. All right, you guys. This is the part of the show where we interview someone amazing, and she is here, internationally known philanthropist, actor, writer, conference speaker. There's so many more things to add, but we'll get to it during this interview. Please put your hands together audibly for Hannah Jeff. And thankfully you're here in studio because we were supposed to do a phoner, but you're here in New York. Yay, I did. I have a layover here, so, and I'm catching a flight in like 20 minutes, so. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to talk really, really fast. Okay, so here we go. Question number one. Okay, no, we're not going to do that to you guys. Pero bienvenidos. Welcome to the Latinos Allow podcast. It's very nice to have you, and my oh my, you are busy. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Well, listen, let's get right into it. I named a couple of things that you do yes but could you give us a nutshell like what do you do what is your career why are you traveling the world okay well i'm mexican catholic and muslim uh kurdish and half the time i live in london 
and the other half the time I live in Mexico City and I also travel to the Middle East a lot and I'm always uh, helping immigrants so I'm an activist for human rights and I have an NGO that helps immigrants and refugees uh, learn English. I actually wrote the books myself. It's a self-taught English book. We've donated today about 120,000 books in total. It's for Kurdish speakers, for Spanish speakers and for Purepecha speakers which is a native Mexican uh, language and so basically, my NGO, I started it five years ago. Today, we have 7,000 active volunteers. We're in 18 states in Mexico. Wow. And for refugees, I spend about a few weeks out of the year in volunteering, teaching English to refugees. We donate books as well. Conference speaking, uh, I've been in TED Talk speaker twice nice. in over 80 universities as well. And mostly I do it to spread awareness about refugees and immigrants. I also have a world peace campaign, and it's a clothing line to spread um uh, so it's all about non-discrimination uh, topics. Okay, so it's to eliminate bullying, hate, division, and accept respect, union, tolerance. We can all agree to disagree and understand that we are all human. We are all one race, despite your religious uh, differences, cultural differences, uh, sexual orientation, gender, age, disabilities, you name it. Um, we are one race. So my uh, World Peace campaign is a clothing line and a portion of uh, any purchases we donate to immigrants and refugees. And also for the, that, we have purchased books in order to donate more. So that's basically what I do. Um, I authored my books. I conference speak at universities and TED Talks or wherever I'm invited. I just came from the UN right now Wow, as well. and today's a special day at the UN. Yes, today is Women Entrepreneur Day at the oh, UN, and I was, a, I was a speaker there. Nice. So I just uh, flew in for that and really excited. I, I, I talked about all of this uh, humanity and human rights uh, topics, as well as... Um, I also, part of my career is I do reality TV. So yes. <laughs> I've also been in politics and uh, five years in politics. Uh, so I've been with the ruling party and among other things. <laughs> Hannah, there's so much to unpack. Because I don't even know. How do, do you person, sleep? I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah, what's your, is it just naps, four or five naps throughout the day? Do you sleep with your eyes open? I, I sleep on airplanes, so when I'm flying to a place. I feel like you have a laptop hooked up to your brain and you're just sending emails while you're sleeping. Like, send. She's yeah. such a good writer, she writes in her sleep. Yes. And she pens books yes. while she's dreaming. It's admirable. Yes, Let's go you. backwards here because for all the things you're doing, you have to have an amazing drive and a spirit that allows you to stay focused in doing all this stuff. Where did it start? And what was that moment that you said, I need to get involved okay. in all these things? I was 14 mm -hmm. and my father took me to Iraq and I saw aftermaths of war. And that's when I decided, my father being Muslim, part of what the pillars of Islam is that you have to donate a portion of your income to the less fortunate. So I grew up with that. And why immigrants and why refugees? Because when I think of, when someone says refugees, I think of my father. And that's the story behind it. And whenever someone says immigrants, I think of my mother. And both of them are very big activists in those two fields. So when I was 14, I sort of wrote a bucket list and um, for my teens, my 20s, and my 30s, wow. and I've been marking those, and it's some of them were like, study in such a university, go here, travel the world, this and that, but mostly it was, I told my dad when I was 14, and I, and I felt like powerless, and I remember seeing victims of war, uh, war victims, and mm -hmm. many of them didn't have the proper medical 
healthcare or mm-hmm. education or just because they were living in the other side of the world, why what, were they living a different life than I was if we had the same opportunities? Right. You know, and they both had the same education as I was. They both living the same social um, environment as I was. The only difference was they grew up in the other side of the world. You know, and that's when I said to my father, I was like, this isn't fair. Like, why are we closing borders? Why are we putting walls? Why are we discriminating and hating people and bullying people? You know, so many people have labeled me and discriminated me and judged me before they didn't even, even knew my full story. Right. So this is why I've be- decided to be an activist. This is why I'm so passionate about it, because many people are so easy to judge and say no and not welcome others or help others without even, you know, they say that you, you're so easy to judge until it happens to you or yes. someone you love. Yes. And I've tried to just be a voice. And because many people are, it's so far away from us and we just see constant negative news about it and we're told a story about it and that's what everyone believes. And sometimes other people should be a voice for those that can't be heard. So I've decided, I've tried to do my best on my social media accounts, I've tried to do my best in conference speaking, whether it's the UN or, or universities or even an interview. Mm-hmm. I try to be a voice for all those people that are waiting for an opportunity. And when I was in Guatemala last uh, couple of weeks ago, I was walking with the caravan with the Hondureños and I heard stories and story and story behind story behind story and all of them were just telling me how much they wanted just a safer life better opportunities you know they were just looking for work and okay i'm all for coming in here legally Mm -hmm. but just give them a chance you know why do they deserve a chance as much as everyone else Mm -hmm. you know so uh, that's the only thing i i was trying to get my get their story out there and you know I'm I, I'm not from Honduras, and I, there for me I when I was sitting with them I felt like they were my family now mm-hmm. you know because we are all one and that's my message and that's what my campaign does you know we are one race. So I want to talk a little bit more about the caravan. So what was your feeling, or what was it that pointed you in the direction to go walk with these people? Well, I've always been a big activist on immigrants, and uh, every time there's um social issue going on worldwide, I try to get close to it in order to spread awareness. And many people actually didn't care for it until many, well, actually, I get good and bad, right? Mm -hmm. People that are saying, why are you posting about it? Like, if you really are are doing something good, you don't post about it. Well, Mm. actually, I post about it to spread awareness. Yes. And people, I've gotten 7,000 active volunteers on my NGO, and I don't pay one of them. Mm -hmm. And it was all through social media. Wow. So that's one of the things that like I I try to just get whatever's going on in the world. It doesn't matter if it's, it has nothing to do with Kurdistan or Mexico. That's where my parents are from. I always try to uh, promote it and and help them in any way that I can. So that's that's the reason why I went to the caravan. And especially how that got so politicized right. as a use of fear. And it's so amazing that you went to show the true story of what's going on. I mean, do people... They're coming to invade. Right, but do people understand that there are kids there? You know, I I was looking at these mothers, these children walking. Some of them were on flip-flops, you know, with nothing on them but whatever they had on. And I I heard these stories of how she only wanted to feed her child. 
And I was just like, how are people, you know, against this? They just, please just spend half a day in this. Listen to these stories. Okay, there's good and bad in everybody, but don't stereotype the whole caravan or don't stare, don't generalize the whole, all the people that are trying it. Just looking for a better opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for coming in legally. I'm all for peace and no violence and don't, you know, don't throw things or hurt officers or, you know, uh, or, 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 you know, do anything against the law. Mm-hmm. Just give them an opportunity, you know, give them asylum, give them background checks, you know, give, you know, there's so much uh, jobs that that opportunities of things that a lot of them, you know, they they just want to feed their children back Mm -hmm. home, basically. So this is supposed to be the land of opportunity. It is. And it's a land of immigrants. And. You know, everyone here was once, you know, probably has a a, a, a friend at least or a relative mm-hmm. that Definitely. wasn't immigrants. So, I mean, we all deserve the same chance. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about your immigrant family. Um, yes. I'll give you an example of like mm-hmm. why, well, why I'm so intrigued. So my father is Russian Jewish. My mother's from the Dominican Republic. Yes. And whenever I tell people that combination, they're like, "Well, how the hell did that happen? Yes. That don't sound right." <laughs> right. I want to know the reaction that you get. When I you always tell uh, okay. Your story. So actually, my parents met in the in university in a master's degree in L.A. And wow. my dad was actually just. Um, coming for two years for his master's. He never planned to stay. Mm-hmm. He actually had a fiance back home in Iraq. Oh, juicy. Tell us more of the next episode. But he fell in love with a Mexican Latina and Catholic and of course, and, and they've been married for 36 years. And you know, oh, the thing that I, I see, there's just an example of such a healthy marriage because nowadays, you know, everyone's, you know, divorced, separated. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do they make this work? And you know what my father always tells me? It's respect. You know, both of them, my mom goes with him to the mosque, uh, celebrates his traditions, his cultures. You know, whenever they're speaking another language, she'll try to, you know, you know, be a part of it, you Uh know, understand it, open to it. And that's why I think growing up in this multicultural, national, religious home, this is why it's made me zero, you know, uh, judgmental. Uh I'm very Uh tolerant to anything or anyone that comes with a different belief or because I grew up with it. So my mom and my dad always said, the key to our marriage, to our success, and and they have so at, if you go to come to my house and you go to a family reunion, you'll see Latinos speaking Spanish from all over, like all different accents, and then you'll you'll hear Kurdish, Arabic, Turkish, Persian, oh you know, English, and that's my that's my that's my house. So, that's a party in my house. <laughs> so, question: I'm curious, what are some similarities? That you see when they're both so, like, some stuff you know, that we may not know. Okay, so I see the whole big family thing. You know, we're very warm-blooded and we're very givers. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Middle Easterns are, you know, they, they invite you over and you'll, they'll, you know, they'll ask you, are you hungry? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, but they'll order a buffet of food. You know? <laughs> that's so Latino, too. That's I so said I Latino. wasn't hungry. I yes. said I wasn't hungry, no. but everybody orders extra. And, and, and you know, in, in, in our cult, in, you know, the Middle Eastern culture, there can never be any anyone that goes home hungry. Mm-hmm. And there always has to be leftovers. So that's sort of what I see, like our big families, like my, my mom has, you know, a ton of siblings. My dad does, too. We always get together. Everyone's in each other's business. Right. Everyone's, you know, in the group chat. If, even if we're not together, everyone's like, what yes. are you doing? Post a picture, this and that. And what I've seen with Europeans, because I lived in Paris and London, I actually live half time in London and in the East Coast, West Coast, mm-hmm. California. I studied in Boston. 
studying in New York as well, I see that, you know, families mostly only see each other on holidays. Yes. Yeah. Or special occasions. And that creates a little tension too because yeah. you don't see each other for a while. I mean, I can't generalize, but right. most of my friends I've seen like, oh yeah, I'm going to go home and see my parents uh, this Christmas or this holiday. And I was like, oh, that's great. When did you see them last? And they're like, last Christmas or the last holiday or special occasion mm-hmm. or, you know, something happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh wow, that's like every given Sunday for me. You know what I'm saying? So... But why just the milestones? Yeah, I we have a family just like that. Mm-hmm. You know, my brother's down in Tampa. We go on a random weekend if we can. Right. It shouldn't just be the milestones and the birthdays and the holidays. Right. Life is too short. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we talked about. I want to talk a little bit about your books. Okay. How many books have you written? And tell us about the topics you've written on. So it's a uh, one book, and I actually have also I write quotes, and I have a diary since I was fourteen. And so 14. every day I write. What, yes. what happened? Was it like a moment when you were 14? Because I feel like for, for 14, yeah. it's like map out my life and I know it. So yeah. everything I do, I write. So yes. once I leave the, the studio, I'll write your you guys will go in my diary and uh, everything I ever wanted. Guys, a diary? Oh my God. This guy's beard was talking to me while he was interviewing me. This girl rolled up with an infant in the stroller. I don't understand how she's doing a podcast and the engineer's taking like care of her double, baby right now. Awkward silence. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so I, I write and mm-hmm. I like, that's what I do in my spare time. If you ask me what my hobbies are, I write and I write quotes and um, I really like, um, you know, everything I do, I just document it. And when I was in, in politics, I was working with immigrants and one of the necessities that I saw that, okay, it's very helpful giving them a blanket, giving them clothes, giving them food, but everything on them usually like, it's good, but there's a lot of waiting around. And I said, why can't I give them a book they can actually like do while they're spare in their spare time? You know, mm-hmm. while they're sitting around, while they're on the train, while they're on the bus, while they're like waiting on a camp, refugee camps. And I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna buy. I'm not gonna pay some fancy, you know, those um, uh, companies that you teach you English. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna write it myself. That way I could just put it on my website, anyone can download it for free, and I could just print it out myself and donate it whenever I want. Yes. Wow. So I'm like, I speak English, I speak Spanish, do it myself. So it's a very, very basic English. I mean, I'm not a teacher or anything. Um, it's a hundred pages and it's, you go to index. If you want to order food, you go to food. If you want to get a ticket to transportation, mm-hmm. you go to transportation. And the first line is English, the second line is Spanish, and the third line is reading it in English as if you're reading Spanish. Oh. So people can actually just go through and like as if you're reading Spanish in an in, in English mm-hmm, pronunciation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, that's what my approach. books are about. And uh, then I got it translated to Kurdish speakers mm-hmm. and I got it a version for Purepecha speakers because I was at a community and I was giving out um, uh, my English book for Spanish speakers and one indigenous uh, person actually approached me and said, thanks for the English, but we don't even speak Spanish. Wow. And I was like, I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You know, these are the kind of things we don't know, you know? And she's like, let's make a deal. I'll translate it for you. Um, but you have to donate 10,000 of those to Amazing. my community. And I'm like, deal done. You know, and so that's one of the beautiful things about having an NGO. I, we've actually never received a, a check or a donation in cash mm-hmm. or any sort of donation. Everything we've been donated is time. 
and people that are saying, okay, send me your a USB with your book and I'll print out a thousand of them for you or a hundred of them for you. Now, it wasn't easy. I started this five years ago, one person, one cause, one, per, one like literally like no volunteers. And then it became two, it became three, it became 10, it became a hundred. Now it's 7,000. Nice. But honestly, like a lot of people were like, no, it was easy for you because you probably got some like fancy company. I'm like, uh-uh. No, I didn't. Grassroots, baby. No, I knocked okay. on I knocked on doors, and literally, I would ask a friend, like, "Can you print out ten of them for me?" Fine, mm-hmm. I'll print out ten. Like, no one even wanted to pick up the phone. Like after like six months, they're like, "Hannah, I'm not going to print books for you anymore." So Hannah, yes, like, books. How many copies? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm like, can't. And then she's like, "Fine, I'll print them out in my like job," you know. And, when my boss isn't looking, I'll print quick, out quick, 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 print them now. Now. My boss is going to lunch, so I got you, okay? <laughs> so Look, I got five that are incomplete, but I'm going to do it next week, and then you get your five, all right? Yes. And then, so that's what I've been doing for the last five years. My clothing line is new, and then in reality TV. Okay, so. let's yes. segue into that. Okay. So, you are the star of a Netflix show called Made in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Explain to our listeners what that is about. Okay, so it's Nine Entrepreneurs. I actually, um, unfortunately, I did not know them when mm. I started okay. filming. If this show would have been about nine of my friends, I think it would have ended up being a completely different show. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, it's hard enough when you're with people that you don't know, right? right. Let alone a camera in front of you. Yeah. Yes. So it was especially difficult for me because um, some of them were even family. Some of them knew each other from childhood friends. Some of them were from the same social circle. And I was sort of like the, the, the outsider, you know? And it was very hard because um, I don't really, I'm not, I'm not very much of a party person or I don't drink alcohol or, you know, I don't go out much. So it was like, Oh, yeah, we had mutual friends, but I have never partied with you before. Right. There was never that ice that broke. Mm-hmm. So it was very, very uh, challenging. It was probably one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do, uh, film and be myself with eight strangers. Right. So um, it's about nine entrepreneurs that we actually tell our stories, our families, our work lives, our um, Relationships, mm-hmm. or and some of them uh, are married, some of them are not. Uh, some of them have, you know, you know. It's just, I think you guys should see the show. I don't mm-hmm. really like to talk about other people's, you know, personal issues, right. but it's just everyday life that uh, any human being can relate to. You right. know, whether mm-hmm. it's personal issues, whether it's relationship issues, whether it's work issues, whether it's you know. Any issues. And so it's the nine lives of normal, you know, uh, Mexicans. And I chose to be a part of the show because whenever I turn on Netflix or I say I'm Mexican, a lot of the times people that are not non-Mexican will give me sort of this attitude or face that is more negative than Mm -hmm. positive. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whether I'm in the Middle East or whether I'm in Europe or whether I'm in the States. And I wanted to be part of a project where we would show a different side of Mexico. Right. And we aren't all narcos and Yes, <laughs> and, for real. You know, right. and, and, and criminals and rapists and right. you know mm-hmm. you know, actually Mexicans are very hard workers and very warm people and very yeah. kind people and very honest people and 
not just because I'm Mexican, but because I've actually lived in Mexico and given my cha- given myself a chance, you know, to meet uh, Mexicans from the north, south, middle, internationally, you know, everywhere. So I can sp- say that this show shows another side of Mexico and remove that stereotype that many people have on Mexico where they're afraid to even like go and see Mexico City or go to our incredible beaches that we have or incredible, you know, um, resorts and, and food mm-hmm. and culture and, and history been. and, and right? pyramids and, mm-hmm. you know. Beautiful. It's beautiful. I had a moment when I was at the top of Teotihuacan. Uh, Teotihuacan, I yes. just had a really big realization that it's, life it's is just... you know. We have so much history. We have so much, you know, music, dance. You know, you, you we go back, you know, thousands and, and, and millions of years. Mm-hmm. So it's just... Yeah. It's just so much we, we we showed, and actually a lot of people after seeing Made in Mexico were like, from from non Mexicans, were saying, "Wow, I really want to visit Mexico now right. after right. seeing this show." And talk about being giving. I think she's the only guest that ever came here with gifts for <laughs> us. She brought us gifts, you guys. She did. She was amazing. Oh, Beautiful so scarf from Mexico. <laughs> Tequila. I, shot glasses. I lost all my shot glasses. Like she knew, and she brought it in, and I'm like, "Wow!" It's like she read my mind. Yeah. Hey, future guests, take note. We a lot like of pressure gifts. now. Okay. A lot of pressure now. Wow. <laughs> yes. And those are authentic. Put the bar kind of high. Yeah, Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry. No pun intended. <laughs> Get it, bar, tequila. That was nice. Uh, yeah, we definitely story. would like to book you. Did you bring us anything? <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to reschedule. Sorry. The last guest brings things to us, yes. so too much. Yeah. Hannah, so all these things that you've accomplished, I mean, what else is on your bucket list? Well, I one of my bucket lists was work for representative the UN one day mm. and that's uh, my like one of my goals and obviously my personal life uh, have a family someday mm-hmm. and um, get married have kids mm-hmm. um, dance with my father on my wedding day nice. is one of my bucket list uh, so mostly personal life professional life I think got it under control yeah you're right. doing really well <laughs> right. yo your wedding is gonna be lit your wedding is gonna be a party I mean what are some of the traditions like Curtis traditions and Mexican traditions you know, actually, that you wanna I was engaged the- once and oh. Oh, My juicy. wedding was going to be three days. So Friday was going to be the whole Muslim, you know, ceremony where the mullah was going to come and give us our blessing. Mm-hmm. And we were going to have an, like a three-day party. You know, Muslim weddings are like three-day parties. And yeah, Mexicans man. Are whole Latinos are as well. Yeah. And then Saturday, we were actually going to get married at the Basilica. Oh, beautiful. And, uh, and there was going to be another party. You know, it's just... I don't know how, it depends who I marry. What if he's from another faith? Oh, then yeah. it's going to be like a week-long affair. It's going yeah. to be, like gonna be live animals. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. You should do it close to a zoo, because I assume you're going to need oh, elephants. That's a series on its own. I want to walk in an elephant. <laughs> I really wanted to also. Like I was like, should I marry somebody from the Middle East or India? But sure. I fell in love with a Puerto from, Rican. From, oh, nice. Yes, I rode okay. in on a burro. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Two-parter. So you have quotes. What are, uh, What is one of your favorite quotes? Okay. So I'm going to say it in Spanish and then in claro. English. El éxito para mí es saber cuánta gente vive mejor gracias a que tú existes. Mm. Y si logras mejorar la vida mínimo una persona, tuviste una vida exitosa. Mm. Please That's translate one. for our listeners. So it says success means how many people have a better life because you exist mm. and if you manage to improve at least one person's life then you had a successful life I love that yes another one is uh, el mejor día de tu vida lo haces tú so 
basically means um, the best day of your life is made by you. Yes. Your happiness is based on you. Yes. Not anyone else. That basically. Is like the title of a book. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I'm inspired. Mm-hmm. I'm so inspired. I also feel so lazy. Like, I can't believe how much you do. I think if Rachel and I combined our calendar and what we did, still. And my second question is, being yes. that you do TED Talks and all that, mm-hmm. what is um, a very uh, simple but very powerful message for entrepreneurs out there? Okay, so dedication. Um, w- nothing is going to be easy. Obviously, here I'm sitting and I'm telling you all the happy and cool mm-hmm. things that happen, and I haven't told you everything negative that's going on. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I went through many obstacles, mm-hmm. many people on the way I lost, mm-hmm. people very dear to me I lost. For instance, being a career woman, and I think career man as well, you will lose many the love of like loves of your life, relationships, special moments. I wasn't there in my grandfather's funeral, for instance. I wasn't there when my nieces were born. I wasn't there for my best friend's bachelorette. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there for her wedding either. You know, and moments like those, you come home sometimes and into an empty apartment. And yeah, you can have so many diplomas on your wall and so many awards. And at the end of the day, you sleep and you're by yourself. And the people, your inner circle, keeps getting smaller because there will be moments where you will fail them. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to tell you and every entrepreneur out there listening is you have to have that dedication and balance your life. Because the moments that mattered will never repeat themselves. And I mistakenly lost a lot of opportunities like that that I missed out on because I was so dedicated to my career. So everyone listening out there, um, make a list, organize your time, balance your life, prioritize, and don't miss out on the moments that mattered. Amen. Mm -hmm. You guys, thank you so much, Hannah Jeff. Give it up. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, Hannah, so I think it's time for Que Lo Que. Okay, so follow me on all my social medias. It is at Hannah Jaff, H-A-N-N-A-J-A-F-F, F is in Fox. And you go on my website, hannahjaff.com. If you want to be a volunteer on jafffoundation.com, you can become a volunteer. If you want to download my book, please. Uh, you want to learn English, self-taught ling- English books, de- completely free. Uh, you can download it on jafffoundation.com, hashtag books, or you could just see the link books. Mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Hannah Jaff, follow me. And thank you so much for, for listening. And as well, if, if you want to buy something or make a donation to We Are One campaign, uh, which is a clothing line, and it's all about causes despite your differences culture religion it's we are one campaign we are human we are equal so basically if you want to read more about it my whole bio my cv my uh, work is all on my website thank you nice. awesome. well thank you so much hannah 
Michael uh, Loke, obviously, like every single week, Uptown Collective. Go to Uptown Collective to see what's going on in the Bronx, Uptown, and Harlem. And for CorrienteLatina.com, uh, for me, all my uh, handles are Juan Bago. And uh, that's it. Okay, well, I'll go. Shout out and much love to Yero.com. That's double L-E-R-O.com, the lifestyle and news platform for Latino men. This week, they dug deep to find out what's happening with baseball's number one free agent, Manny Machado. Where's he going to end up? Check out their predictions when you visit Yero.com. And again, I want to thank everybody for coming out to Comedy Derailed. Please follow us on Instagram at Comedy Derailed and on Facebook at Herlarius, H-E-R-Larius. You can follow me at Rachel La Loca. And, you know, Room 28 has a show coming up in a few weeks. It is a private show, but stay close to our Instagram page because we're going to be giving away two tickets to this very private show at a very beautiful state-of-the-art theater. The show is on December 14th, so we start rehearsal soon. Shout out to Jamie, our head writer, who's going to be developing some really interesting holiday content. And to all of our listeners, Thank you for your continued support. Again, please send us some reviews. Shout us out on Instagram. We are Latinos Out Loud on Facebook. We are Latinos Out Loud on Twitter, Loca y Bago. And on that note, we out! Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? ¡Tremenda vaina! Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.